You're listening to Conversations with Mashi only on 101.9 High FM. I'm Mashi Lipsker, delighted to be with you on this Erev Shabbos. Very, very special Erev Shabbos. It is actually coming to the end of the year, and today is the, in a sense, the last day of the year in ordinary terms. Starting tonight, a new energy enters the world. It's called the energy of the 13 attributes of mercy, of compassion. Starting tonight, something special shifts with Rosh Chodesh, the new moon or the new month starting. And of course, what we want to do is to take advantage of all good things and make sure we understand them and are able to utilize them to the fullest. So what's actually happening? The previous Lubavitcher Rebbe, Rabbi Yosef Yitzchok Schneerson, said that even, didn't say even, but we weren't here last week, that on the Shabbos before the new month begins, which was last week, which was Shabbos Mevorchim, in this sense, Chodesh Elul, the Shabbos that blesses the new month is the Shabbos before the new month begins. And the Shabbos before the new month of Elul, which is about to start, already the atmosphere in the town of Lubavitch was palpably different. The air changed. The atmosphere changed. He said there was a tshuva breeze blowing. In other words, what is a breeze? A breeze is something that stirs the air. It's not the same. A breeze is something that makes us put our heads up and notice something was changing. He said already everybody became a little bit more deliberate. It's not a word we use every day, but deliberate means mindful. Everybody is kind of waking up to the fact that time is moving and we've got to do something about it. It's not just that we're moving through time. We should be sure that time is not just passing us by or that we're just kind of moving along. But to seize the time, the moments, the hours, the half days, the days, the nights, and fill them. The days are laden with potential. We have the ability to bring each minute to life, not just our lives. That's not what we're here for. We're here to change the world. What's this all about? Well, in a month's time, we are going to commemorate creation of the world. We're going to commemorate the fact that 5,780 years ago, God said, let there be light, and there was light. God brought everything as we know it into being. In doing that, God actually created something that wasn't there before, and yet God never changes. He always was. He always is. He always will be. 
He fills all space. He fills everything. But he, as it were, veiled himself so that it could appear as if there's something separate to him. And in this space, he created numerous creations, the last of which was man and then woman, for they would be charged to bring his dream into reality. After everything was created, to serve man or for man to use in the process of creating a home for God, God created man and then woman. What was created last was thought of first. So we're getting ready for the anniversary of the purpose of which was to make a dwelling place for God in this natural world. And everything in this world is part of that divine mission, how much more so the human being, how much more so the Jew who accepted upon himself the responsibility for this divine mission, for this divine desire to come into reality. So for every moment that we're alive, for every minute, hour, day, we try to heighten our consciousness so that everything we're doing becomes part of fulfilling our divine mission. We aren't small. We are potentially giants, each and every one of us. Without us, all of creation could not be alive, could not continue. We complete all of creation. We have a responsibility. Even someone who's just born completes God's plan of creation. Even someone who doesn't seem to know what's going on, whose mind is no longer his strongest feature, or someone who's born who seems to us to be impaired, lacking, or someone who, God forbid, has been injured and a faculty, a limb, has been taken away from them. That's exactly the way God made it happen right now at this moment and the effect on all those who know of that situation, who are affected by the situation, everything is exactly the way it's meant to be. Each one of us has it all set out for us, and then it's up to us to choose. We'll be right back after this short break. You're listening to Conversations with Mashi only on 101.9 High FM. It's Mashi Lipsker. It's Erev Shabbos Rosh Chodesh Elul. 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 The last month of the year. The month of stock-taking. The month of spiritual preparation. The month that is really a great gift to us all. In stock-taking, there are two ways that one can do this. One can take stock in the short term, 
But that, in a sense, would paralyze us. We can't review our business every single day, even once a week. You need to give yourself time to see how things sell, how things develop. But once in a while, you got to take a big look at your business. you got to take a healthy, hard look at what sells and what doesn't sell. What's bringing profit and what's draining the company. What people are interested in and what really is dead stock. And we, as a Jewish nation, look at the month of Elul as that month of stock-taking. When a businessman wants to run his business properly, he has to take stock from time to time. He has to fix up anything that he comes across that's not working. You can uncover all kinds of things when you do an audit. When you take stock... You actually get clarity. Here we are on a divine mission. Here we are living in God's world where godliness is mostly concealed. And what we're meant to be doing is to live normally. Eat and drink, sleep, get dressed, build a home, settle down with a life's partner, get married, have children, and raise them to know God. Show them the example in that home that you build with your spouse, with your zivug. And we all start out with good intentions. How we're going to earn a living, how we're going to raise our family, how we're going to behave in our relationships. And each one of us, knowing that we have a godly soul, Know that central to all of that, driving all of that, is actually an awareness, a consciousness of what does God have in mind in setting us up in this particular situation. From time to time, we need to take stock. Elul is the time when we have to take stock of our behavior. We have to look at how we act in what's called our divine service, our avoidus Hashem. Of course, throughout the year, we do many mitzvahs. We attempt to study. Jewish people study Torah, keep mitzvahs, and work on themselves to refine their midos, to cultivate good character traits. But here comes the month of Elul, the month of reckoning. Each and every one of us each one according to our abilities, needs to actually reflect. What has happened to me in the past year? If I'm a Torah scholar, if I'm a businessman, if I'm a mother, a wife, a husband, a father, a sister, a daughter, a brother, a son, what am I? And how am I doing in each and every one of those areas of my life. And in this audit or stock-taking, we can and should acknowledge the areas in which we are winning. And we must 
grow in those areas. We must reinforce those areas of our divine service. However, it's also a time to face the things that are not so ay-ay-ay in the way we behave, in the way we look at others, in the way we look at ourselves, in the way we spend our time, in the way we're growing in the areas of life that we want to be getting on top of, that we want to be achieving. This is the time to correct the shortcomings in ourselves and in our efforts. Are we trying hard enough? Because, as the previous Rebbe promises, if we do that at this time, we will become worthy. And when we are looked at on the holy day of Rosh Hashanah, we will be blessed with a good and sweet year, a good and plentiful, abundant year, materially and spiritually. So we've got to start with looking at what's the purpose of life? Why are we here? Why do we need to travel the journeys of life? We begin to think, and then we discover what the purpose of life is that we have been charged to make our very lives and everything we do a place where God can feel comfortable, a place of kindness, generosity, a place where we don't judge and criticize. We uplift. We see the good. When we can find the positive energy inside of ourselves to say, yes, I can, we feel an incredible energy welling up inside of us. We feel, yes, I can. We feel empowered to accomplish, accomplish and achieve and reach our goals. Because when there are things we really believe in, ideals that we identify with, we want to see them real in our lives. Not just think about, oh, that's a beautiful idea. Not just speak about, that's a good way to behave. But when we really identify with those wonderful things, we want to see them alive in our daily behavior. And when we focus on them, and we're able to actually see it clearly, we get excited, we get happy. We say, wow, yes, now's the time that I can, I can actually achieve this. I want everything I do to have value. I want all my activities to be constructive. And that's why, from time to time, I need to examine, is my behavior aligned with my ultimate goal? Is it in line with my ultimate objective? If not, I need to redirect my focus. That's what we're doing in Elul. We're looking at ourselves. We're not, at this time, trying to defend bad behavior. It's not a time for feeling crushed or guilty. It's not a time to, God forbid, become paralyzed. This is a time when God helps us so much. Yes, the word Elul is Anil Dodi Vidodili. If I just reach out to God, 
He will respond to me. I'm a human being. The amount that I can change or reach out might seem small. But the amazing thing is, if we take the first step, he helps us so very much. And so let's look at the Parsha this week. It's called Re'e-Si. Re'e-Brocha. Moshe says, Behold, I am placing before you this day blessing. Blessing and the opposite of blessing. Choose life. Choose the good. Choose to live the way that will bring you blessing. Because when we live correctly, everything is a blessing. We have the power of choice. And the first choice is to see the blessing. And that means to see the blessing in everything. So you must be asking, aren't there negative things, painful things, disappointing things, evil things? God forbid, bad things. But we have the power to see that the evil that seems evil, God forbid, has been given to us for a purpose. There's evil that calls us. We have the free choice to reject it. When we remember that each one of us is an integral part of God's plan, God wants to dwell amongst us. He wants to bring his Shekhinah. And we realize that when we make our home, our space, a place where the Shekhinah can feel comfortable, a place where God can come with his entire majesty, his entire entourage, already we're winning. I have the power. But then it's not just about me resisting bad choices, but what? happens when hard things happen. How do I react then? I'm sad. I'm hurt. I feel the pain. But we need to see, says God, and by Moshe praying and asking that Hashem give us the power to see, we actually have the power to see light in darkness. We have the power to see that a divine curse is actually a blessing. What? A curse is a blessing? Why? Why can't God bless us directly with the things we appreciate? The secret is that a divine curse is actually a blessing too great to be revealed in our limited world in a direct manner. Therefore, it can only be sneaked into the world disguised, disguised as a curse. Our challenge and our, we do have the ability, is to see everything negative, God forbid, in that perspective. Rather than falling into the trap of becoming angry with God, to remember, number one, that pain and negativity exist in order to provide us with free choice. Free choice. If everything looked rosy, what could we contribute? We'd already be at the time of Mashiach. But now in the time of terrible 
struggle, difficulty, disappointment, frustration, pain in our own lives and in the lives of those around us, we can make a choice. We can consciously study and work, strive and explore from Torah sources to uncover the blessing in the darkness. Free choice exists as a gift to us to enable us to earn the rewards of our, for our choices. God has given us and continues to give us so many blessings. We want to be worthy of them. We want to know that we are partners with God in making this world a dwelling place for him. When we recognize that evil is just there to give us the free choice to reject it, it becomes so much easier. The struggle becomes lighter. We recognize we're not a victim. We recognize that God is giving us love from a hidden place. And hidden love comes from a higher place than revealed love. Moshe wanted that we should see the godliness clearly, as he did. Hashem said, no, the children are going to leave the desert where they are surrounded with blessings and miracles and enter a land where they have to enter into everyday life. They have to plant, they have to harvest, till the soil. That sort of life is fraught with tremendous, tremendous effort and also the danger of thinking that if I work hard, that's where blessings come from. If I work hard, I will be rich. And Maisha wanted us, Re'e, to see the truth. That everything, Birkat Hashem Hitashir, it's God's blessing that makes you rich. And Hashem said, when you see something, as revelation at Sinai was seen by the desert generation, as daily manna from heaven was seen by the generation that traveled in the wilderness, as the well of Miriam, water from the rock, was enjoyed by them on a daily basis, the clouds of glory not only surrounding them, but making their clothing grow with them and cleaning their clothing as they wore them. They were surrounded with a supernatural, miraculous, godly way of living. They didn't have to be involved in the world. They wanted, they actually wanted to stay in the desert because they didn't think they were up to the challenge. But Hashem said, through struggle, if you struggle to internalize the difficulty, struggle to see God in the darkness, Struggle, stretch yourself, even though you don't think you have it within you. But you go that extra mile. I don't necessarily have what to give away, but that's okay. I'm going to give it away because I will do a big mitzvah and my luxuries will wait or God will give me money from elsewhere. Not in a totally irresponsible way, but in a way where we stretch. Hashem said, I want them to be able to have a deeper connection than just what's obvious. 
the difference between seeing and hearing in a doimishmielereia. When you see something, you believe it. You saw it. But you know what? After a while, the memory fades. But when you work with something, to really understand it, when you grapple with it, and you make it your own, the good news is that afterwards, God gives you the divine ability to start seeing godliness even in the ordinary. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to Conversations with Mashi only on 101.9 High FM. And I'm Mashi Lipsker. It's Chai FM. And we light candles this evening, please God, by 5.36. Shabbos will be out tomorrow night at 6.26. And the days are getting a little longer. Rosh Hashanah is in the air. A Jewish New Year awaits us, commemorating, celebrating creation. God will recreate the world, please God, and give us a bright, blessed, abundant, spiritually and materially blessed to overflowing New Year. But in the meanwhile, we have Chodesh Elul, the month of Elul, and there's work to be done. In fact, we need to look closely at some of the actions that are going to be the right thing to make Elul really, really a time that we can point to and say, even if I didn't manage to change the way I think or the way I look at others or myself, I did these practical mitzvahs and that can never be taken away from me. So let's begin with a mitzvah that's spoken about in the parsha. And the mitzvah is the mitzvah of giving a tithe. Giving charity, we call it, but it's giving what's called tzedakah. And the word tzedakah is not because I'm so kind, but because it's the right thing to do, tzedek. For when we earn, it's a blessing from God. And God expects us to share at least one-tenth, one out of ten, with those who have less, for those who are in need, for those who are wanting. That's the way God set it up. God intends for us to give something called maaser. Maaser, from the word eser, a tenth. Many people give even more than that. And the Pasuk says this week, Aser to Aser is called to us Zarecha. You must tithe all the produce of the planting that you planted that year. And our sages tell us, Aser Bishvil Shete Asher. Give Miser. Make sure you give that tenth away. It doesn't belong to you. It will not bring you blessing. But if you give it away, it will make you rich. What does that mean? We're told that we mustn't really test God and say, look, God, if you give me this, I'll do this, or I'll do this on the condition that you bless me with that. But we are told that there is one mitzvah that we may test God with. Aser te aser. 
Aser bishvil shete asher. We can give tzedakah. And Hashem says, watch. You will see. You will get back many times more than you give. All of us have so many needs for ourselves and our dear ones. Above all, life, relationships, health, sustenance, naches. All of us deserve the basics. Sometimes it seems that the doors to those blessings are closed. How do we open them? Aser to aser, make sure that before you even start using your paycheck, take one-tenth off. It doesn't belong to you. It will not bring you blessing if you keep it. Don't add up the figures and say, this is how much I need for the month, and I cannot spare that. That's a mistaken concept. That's where we do not see the reality. It is clear in the Torah Our sages have told us over and over again, God says, test me, see to the needs of the poor. I will see to your needs. Test me with tzedakah. I will give you back many, many times over. And God forbid the opposite. If we don't give away willingly what doesn't belong to us, God forbid we actually impose on God that he has to take it from us to give to the poor in another way. And we are children unto the Lord our God. He has so much nachas when we do the right thing. He loves us. He wants so much to see the nachas of a parent. And when a parent sees that his children behave correctly... When one child cares for the other, when we care for our siblings, our father is so, so happy with us. We need to remember that we are the children of God. Rabbi Yisrael Baal Shem Tov, the holy Baal Shem Tov, the founder of Hasidus said, each one of us is as precious to God as an only son born to his parents Finally, in their old age, imagine how much those parents love the child that they've waited for all these years. In fact, says the Baal Shem Tov, the way God loves us, we are even more precious to him than that couple's child for whom they've waited all these years. We're told that God created the world to have a dwelling place in this world And we, the Jewish people, have taken on that mission. And therefore, the world has been created for us. But not just as a nation, but each and every one of us needs to see how important we are. And to say, The world has been created just for me. And that's how we need to live our lives. We need to live our lives assertively, take ownership of who we are and all the things that come our way. Live as if the entire world was created for you. The world is waiting. We have things to give the world. 
Each one of us has a unique contribution to make to the world so the world can reach its ultimate destiny. So what are we waiting for? And then God gives us all these blessed days in addition to constantly giving us our ability to function on whatever level we can function, our ability to bounce back, our ability to heal, our ability to help others, our countless abilities. God has given us a soul. And that soul is an actual part of God himself. And because we have that soul, we have some of God's power inside of us. We have to keep in mind that all the efforts in the world are not going to happen just because we try with our limited human consciousness, our limited human intellectual faculties. It's by revealing our essence, our soul, and connecting with the source of our soul that we become empowered exponentially. We become so empowered we don't recognize ourselves. And again, let's speak about where should we be putting our efforts. Let's talk about our efforts to earn a livelihood. Even though Hashem determines how much money we're going to make and it's all decided on the Rosh Hashanah, except for two areas. The one area is whatever we will spend to make Shabbos and Yontif extra beautiful, better food, better clothing, things to honor the Shabbos. You have to do it with authenticity. And whatever we do, whatever we need to spend to educate our children with a proper Torah education, the more we spend, the more we will get in that year. And so those two areas aren't even, as it were, predestined. They require us stretching. God determines how well we'll succeed in our efforts to earn a livelihood. But we mustn't just sit back and say, whatever I'm going to get, I'm going to get, so why even go to work? We have to put in a reasonable effort into earning a living. Not overdo it, but reasonable. The way the natural world used to look at things. However, no matter how hard we work, we have to remember that our work is not the direct cause of our material success. They just become the vessels into which God's blessings can be poured and held. So our main concern then should be to make ourselves worthy of receiving God's blessings. As it says in the parsha this week, God will bless you in all you do. We've got to do things. We've got to do things to make it happen, but not excessively. We cannot forget that we are here to do a lot of other work in the world besides earning a living. We have to be good to our spouses. We have to be present for our children. We have to be respectful and devoted 
to our parents. We have to be kind to our siblings. And we have to include all of our brethren, for all of us are one unit, one family. Am Yisrael is one unit. We are all the children of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We are brothers. And we have a responsibility to the rest of creation to be an example of godliness in this world. And so we come to the month of Elul. And this month is about to begin. And we don't want to be caught on our back leg. Let's remember two things. Number one, there are two approaches in physical healing. If you want to heal a physical illness, either you can try and heal the part that's ailing or damaged or weak, put medicine, put ointment, deal with it, or you can strengthen the rest of the body, strengthen the healthy parts. And by doing that, they will now be directing health into the ailing parts and be able to heal it. When you rest, when you eat, when you exercise, when you have a positive attitude, that keeps illness at bay. The same thing is true of our spiritual illnesses. Two approaches to this aspect of teshuva, of divine service, Either we can do direct tshuva, we can focus on what we did wrong, we can beat our chests, we can try and correct the problem at its source, because we know that if we don't look at it, it can resurface, and it can cause problems. But there's another way, and that's called good deeds. We can multiply our good deeds. Don't deal with the sickness directly. Don't get bogged down by saying, I'm so bad, I sinned so much, I'm so guilty. And that's a, there's a great advantage in, in approaching life in that sort of way. We put our energies into positive, light, and life-giving activities. Because even a little bit of light dispels a lot of darkness. It's a time to increase our practical mitzvahs, check our mezuzahs, give extra coins into tzedakah and even more than coins. A time to reach out to others with a havat Yisrael. This is the time to look for mitzvahs and not to be satisfied with the ones we've already done. This is a time where in this world of action, every action is extra valued. Before I leave you, I want to tell you the following. Addiction, well, it has many names. Alcohol, drugs, gambling, if you or a loved one, God forbid, is being affected by addiction, call us. The Chai FM helpline is up and running. It's here to help you. Grab a pen, 0800-242436. That's 0800-242436. The Chai FM helpline, caring, compassionate, and of course, confidential. So I'm going to wish you a guten Shabbos, a guten Chodesh. Look forward to being with you again, Bezrat Hashem, next week, with a full week of Elul behind us, full of accomplishments, 
toward a happy and healthy sweet new year. Good Shabbos, good Chodesh.